What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Welcome to another episode of Snacks Packs. This episode is brought to you by the Foundations to let fat middle schoolers know that you're probably going to be fucked up for life. Like, <laughs> probably going to fuck you up for life. As you're, there's, There is a big range of disordered eating that doesn't get you attention. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And it'll, you can just carry it forever. 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 Um, I've been, my recent goal, because I, my big kryptonite in middle school was sugar. Yeah, I love was, it. Still is. I would, I remember watching fucking uh, last, or Fresh Prince at like 1.30 in the morning, and I'd always eat goddamn graham crackers and icing, and I did that for yep. like a whole summer it with is. a big glass of real milk. Yes, sir. Oh, and uh, yes, so, sir. I, that's just forever. I've yeah. been trying to like keep more attention to it lately i've been yeah. trying to eat the the american labeling recommended 50 grams of sugar per day which per i day. think is still way too high yeah and, yeah, yeah. That sounds like it's, a lot. yeah i mean it's probably like the corn lobbies but uh, yeah i have not it makes a difference to think about it because i fucking am also like super addicted to sugar as you know um obviously uh super addicted to sugar mine comes in the form of like we were talking about this before we started recording but um, like last bite syndrome where someone doesn't eat like the last bite of something. And we were talking about how we're pretty sure like mine personally stems from like being a fat middle schooler and like thinking like, dude, I remember like counting, not really counting calories when I was in elementary school, but I remember like looking at the nutritional facts and seeing that like the fat percentage was zero. So I was like, Oh, it's got no fat. So I'm not going to get fat. Dude. And, dude, and yeah, our, our and, like, science was so bad. So bad. Then, and like, and, we, and we, had, we were like growing up when the, the no fat fad started. Yeah. So you, which, think, which is coincidentally when they started adding way more sugar in there. Yep. And then part of me, like part of me was like, man, I wish I could go back and tell my elementary school self to pay attention to the calories and not the fat. But I was like, I just wouldn't do that. Like, I'd be like, don't fucking worry about it, bud. Like it's just calories. Yeah. It's just, dude, calories. It's just calories. You're a kid, man. Live your life. But I also like, if I, I just wish I could have told my little self, like, bro, you're going to grow nine inches. Yeah, you're like, going to be don't fine. Don't worry about uh, it. I would, I would tell my my child self, like, listen, man, you might be fat now, and, you know, honestly, we're, 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 a, little, we're a little chubby when we get older, but we're hot, so it doesn't matter. Like, we're hot and we're funny. Um, so yeah. it really set. does not matter at all. It's we're really going to turn around. My yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this whole fad of like, you know, the, the people that you're into being into these like rock solid hard bods, like that's going to go away. Everyone's into dad bods now. Like you're good. It's like true. you're fucking that's golden true. baby. Yeah. That's a good point. It shows you're built for comfort and people love that. And you all have to go on a lot of hikes together. Yeah, that's true. Even though hiking is great, um, I haven't been oh, hiking in forever. But but it is not. It's not something I will shy away from. It's not something. Someone's like, let's go hiking. I'm gonna be like, uh, why? No, I would definitely, yeah. definitely into hiking. But, I love a good hike. There's uh, a lot of good hikes out here. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, you know what we just did? I seconds, minutes ago, I finished uh, Righteous Gemstones. I caught up. Oh no shit. Okay, yeah, I watched my. I watched last night. Uh, Dude, wow. That was crazy. You know what's funny is is Peter in the flashback. He looks with that haircut and that outfit. He looks exactly like my biological dad. He looks 
a hundred that is my dad like that is a hundred percent looks like my biological dad that's really weird the whole time i was watching it i was like damn i was like this is fucking weird dude dude i didn't know steve zon could act like that yeah he's dude he's great uh, he was a goof when I, you know, in fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, strange wilderness, that, fucking strange uh, wilderness. Yeah, that's the movie I was trying to remember. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, Daddy daycare. Daddy daycare. I forgot about daddy daycare. Uh, uh, I thought I don't know. I like. It's weird because National security. It, that, did you ever see that one? National security with Martin Lawrence, where they're like security guards together and like. Or one's a cop and one's a security guard. Two thousand three. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Long. It is long, not no. that awesome of a movie. You don't say. It's got eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, um, it's see, it was fine. I think he's. Yeah. I love. I think he's a good actor though. He's really funny. He's better um, than I thought. For sure. I, I, w- I wish he was in more stuff. But also, you know, I get it. There's people he was like in that. War for the Planet of the Apes. Was, was he really? He was in the Ridiculous what? Six, which tracks. Uh, oh, uh, he said he said his name was Bad Ape. Wait, Bad was ape? he an ape? He might have been an ape. Or was Bad Ape the name? I haven't seen those movies in a while. I haven't you seen those movies. Fuck no, dude. I oh, was... it is. He was played an ape. Okay, all nice. right. Well, nice. Hell that's... yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, you did see him? What? No, the uh, Planet those... of the Ape movies. No. Oh, dude, they were really badass. Were they were they? really good. The, the the by the third movie, there were scenes where I was like, "Are those real monkeys?" Yeah, Did really. They, are I, those I, real? I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen enough clips on like my for you page that I, like looking at the CGI. I was like, "Damn, that's." I was like, "That's it's, it's kind of no, uncanny." Awesome yeah, yeah. I, guess I mean, the, you know, the first like, dude, fighting apes is terrifying. It's the coolest thing to yeah. see like humans fighting apes because apes can do all sorts of crazy shit. Apes are scary, seeing a, a gorilla holding two m249s on a horse and That's it's like blast dude yeah uh, yeah awesome. gorillas are terrifying fucking terrifying. yeah imagine a gorilla with yeah. that with a grenade launcher you know what who i mean thinks, they can just hold a six shot grenade launcher out yeah like just like no issues who thinks uh, yeah. orangutans are scary um which i guess understandable there's some, there's some brutal yeah. uh there's some scary stuff that they they are capable of um yeah, every yeah. time i go to the zoo and i like go to the gorilla exhibit and i watch people like antagonize the silverback gorillas i'm like bro like you're just lucky there's glass here because he would rip rip your limbs apart he would rip you just like like you're nothing just rip you in half like you are a piece of paper we haven't we're having a real joe rogan conversation (laughs) 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 he's talking about ape strength Uh, yeah i would say all i'm saying is we've never seen a silverback gorilla's full potential we haven't. Dude, we, I, give it bothers a, me. Get him a, that we don't have a single video yeah. of a gorilla ripping someone in pieces. Right. I also want to see a gorilla. I've seen everything. Put, else, I want to see a gorilla basically. putting it in close, confined space. He's well taken care of, and just he's got a bunch of weights, and he's just lifting weights constantly. <laughs> I want to see how fucking. And we feed huge. him steroids. Yeah, and we feed him steroids and HGH and everything, and I just want to see how yoked this gorilla can get. We'll make him fight our mega gator, Dude, and <laughs> if we ha- yeah, if we had a we'll war, on it, yeah, billionaires. We, yeah, if we had a war, we could just release that thing and be like, "Don't worry, he'll take care of it," and just fucking It'd watch this roided out gorilla just destroy everybody. I thought oh, I really got away from us. Oh. Uh, righteous gemstones. Yeah. Um, I I liked the episode going back. I love that fucking kid that plays Jesse. He is yeah. He's so great. Good. He's so good. He's, 
He, he is, is such a such like a little him. shit, such an annoying little shit. And I'm just like, dude, fuck you. But also, he, like, he absolutely nails his yeah, mannerisms really and everything. Good. It's uh, I I I also I guess I didn't know that he and Amber had dated like so long in his past. When that, that surprised when me. that first popped up, I was like, oh shit. But then I remember them talking about like being together since they were like kids. So I was like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember them. Yeah, I kind of forgot like that. about that. But like, it just goes to show that everything, like the 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 divide between Peter and Maymay and everything like that is all Maymay's fault. Like it's Dude, her fault. Maymay is she's a fucking really bitch. Really horrible. Yeah, a fucking I, bitch. Like I did. You know, like they made um, Eli out to be a huge piece of garbage. Yeah, now. like we yeah. know. I mean, he fucking. But then he said he would buy him out. So I'm kind of yeah, like, okay, exactly. And like, but he did do that to all those other people. He did do it know? to all those other people because, in you know, they go on to say that they didn't believe that it was actually going to happen, but they profited off of it. Yeah, and which is super shit. shitty. And like, I see it as like, but it's not anything we didn't know about Eli because we're like. Like, in my mind, yeah, shitty thing to do. Is a scam. Yeah, it is a scam, and you fucking scammed all those people. But that's not anything new. Like, you don't build an empire like that without fucking you know fear mongering and taking people people's off. money. I believe, I believe Eli, when it comes to running the church, has genuine intentions. Uh, genuine intentions of like trying to bring people closer to God, but at the same time, he's also got a. Uh, especially, excuse me, hold on. Especially younger Eli had a hellacious uh, need to over provide for his family because he grew up with nothing. So it was like, we need to make money and we need to keep up this lifestyle. But also under the pretense of like, he thinks he's bringing people. He, he I think my, my idea is in his mind, the more money I make, the more I can bring people closer to God, which in turns makes him do shitty things like, you know, sell Y2K buckets to people. Yeah, which is not a justification at all about doing that or or an excuse. But I think, yeah, it's, 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 uh, he's a, yeah, shitty. And, and, but the whole issue, the whole divide between the families is all fucking Maymay's fault because she couldn't be, she couldn't be like, oh, you know. Dude, her choosing to be like, no, I don't want your money. I was like, god like oh my like god. the fuck is wrong with you like i You're get it horrible. you 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 got your pride or whatever in your snake handling charge but just fucking put it aside dude like come on dude twenty five thousand dollars isn't bad though they had more money than i yeah, thought yeah uh, i was like their entire life wow, savings, which you guys should have been doing okay uh, better than you, know? you were yeah yeah but i mean i don't know i just think like you could have fucking you know you that the like I said the whole divide in the gemstone and the Montgomery family was was uh, Maymay's fault, and I don't think I do, yeah I don't think yeah. that that Peter's rage to Eli now in present day gemstones is i don't know i would i don't want to say warranted because it's kind of justified because that makes me think that there's more that we're missing yeah because it is weird that he's so angry because in the flashback he he was blame getting shot in the face yeah yeah because that's crazy uh, like that's maybe yeah yeah it's maybe and your fault like you didn't need to go rob a bank like you could have you know maybe under the table taken the money or whatever i don't know but it's like i just there's got to be more there because you don't you know 
losing $25,000 is not the, it's not $25,000 lost bomb something that we don't know what, but we stole a bunch of explosives basically. Oh yeah. That pipeline is not the same. So, um, but that's $45,000 now. Oh really? Still quite a bit, quite a bit. I was like, they were doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing bad, but, uh, also the, the, I mean, that's a lot more than the average fucking American uh-huh. has saved right now. Forty goddamn green. Yeah, uh, but you also like you see how, and we've seen this in previous seasons or episode or whatever episodes, how you know the gemstone kids fucking don't like each other, but they really kind of do like each other because that guy Judy was being trying to flirt with this dude and being obnoxious, and he cut her hair off, and uh, she told Jesse about it because she stole Amber's ring, and Jesse was like. Who was it? And she told him, and he fucking showed up in a ski mask and slapped the fuck out of this kid with a symbol, and then shaved I, his head. I, I was like, like, "Damn, cool, cool." For you give him a slap, you shave his head, and but then he pulls his pants, pants out, out of his ass. Yeah, I, was I was like, like oh, "That's a little damn, rough." Dude. Yeah, and I was like, "We have not seen the last of that motherfucker." No, absolutely he's gonna come back not. in the yeah. story for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, man, I I did feel really bad for Judy. I I it was funny because. Like halfway through the episode, I was like, "Man, Judy has BPD." Yeah, I, I oh hope yeah. They fucking, I was like, "I hope they were like diagnosed her mental issues." I think, and like, then she like kind of talks about it like that. Like, she's like, "I do have these issues, and I don't know what to do yeah. about it." And like, the family knows about it. And but you know that yeah. the entire family's got fucking issues. I mean, obviously, it's not an excuse for how they act, but it's like. You grew up in these super. You grew up super wealthy. Your parents were poor and became wealthy, so they don't know how to raise wealthy kids. Um, Dude, they don't. True. Yeah, they don't know how to raise wealthy I mean, kids. Honestly, people who came from wealth, they don't usually know don't know how kids. to either. No, like I've met a hand- basically. If you've got to raise a kid with a lot of money, you got like a ten percent chance it's not a piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. I mean, uh, the odds are not. In your I've favor. met one guy in my life. Well, I don't know. I don't say that, but I've one guy, one person that sticks out is a kid I went to high school with, whose dad owned like an oil company, and he was super rich, and he was like the nicest kid ever, not spoiled. He was just like, I'm very fortunate about what I have, and. And, you know, that's what it is. I'll fill y'all I'll fill y'all's cars up with gas and shit like that. Really cool really cool dude. That's cool. Yeah, very I nice mean, guy. But, cool. but it's like I don't know, man, them kids got issues. A lot of those kids uh, like that I went to school with cause I, I had a lot especially in my county. It's like the one oh, of the yeah. wealthiest counties in the US, technically yeah. Johnson County. I wasn't, but I had a lot of rich yeah. fucking kids at my school came to like, drove their own goddamn Camaros into a high school parking lot. And uh, a lot of those guys, those people like really struggle in college mm. and don't yeah. do very well for themselves. There's kind of a, a like level. If the parents are very rich, they just get that yeah. job. Whatever yeah. dad you job don't got, is. You don't got to try for it. But if they're like you know, a, a definitely above middle class by anyone's imagination. Like, you know, uh, a lawyer or a doctor or, like a, or a surgeon, something like yeah. that. Like, those kids don't have, they don't have enough money to just go get a job. If they're not in the, like, wealth network of uh-huh. jobs. So they kind of, like, still have to, to some degree, rely on doing stuff. Yeah, try like, to an extent. They usually don't know how to. Yeah. They really struggle. And they're always the ones who did the most drugs in college. Yeah. <laughs> Go fucking balls to the wall, dude. I watched uh, I watched the ending where it's like, next week on Righteous Gemstones. 
And I think, if I remember correctly, it was a scene where Jesse was talking to BJ, and uh, B- BJ I... was like, "I don't know what to do." And Jesse was like, "You got to do. You got to get that motherfucker back." And hands him like a pair of brass knuckles. And I was oh. like, "Oh man, dude, fucking BJ isn't gonna do that." I don't know. I, I, no, I feel like BJ got that dog in him. You're just fucking. We're just, I don't think. I think Beach knows that he's above the dog. He doesn't need to fight someone to feel better. I mean, like, really, his beefs with with her. Yeah, but know? if he's got, but BJ is also super impressionable. So if he's got Jesse in his ear, being like, "You got to go That's fucking true. hit this dude," BJ might go hit this guy. He really wants to like perform. For yeah, the perform family. for the family and like show that he's like a man and he's not just this this like little Nancy boy or whatever. And they, dude, they really flushed out everybody. Like even even Jesse is you're like, you know a good brother at the end of the day when yeah. judy explains her like explains how she feels mm-hmm. and he's like oh i get that my motor runs a little hot yeah, <laughs> i was yeah, like oh yeah, my god <laughs> i was like yeah <laughs> yep that makes sense oh uh, that's so it's funny he's like blood. okay all right i get what you mean yeah. you know i, I, I don't you know he's tell. very fleshed out i also love that they kept calling kelvin baby Dick. yeah you can tell that they fucking they give a shit about each other. It's just you yeah, know, they're rich kids who have always tried to you know they've always had to try to prove something to somebody, be it you know usually their dad or always their dad actually. But they just got a lot of issues that don't get addressed because they're fucking rich and their dad built an empire, so they're supposed to have everything together and not have yeah. any issues at all. Which sounds exhausting. Sounds really exhausting. I mean, but now we know that they had issues. You know, they had people protesting outside their church. Yeah, Eli, you know, Eli fucked up. Yeah, I mean that's and, I and that's that's why I also see like where the church is better ran by Eli because he's you know he's been through it. He knows you know he's experienced it. He's fucked up and and you know had to deal with people protesting outside of his church. He's done that shit. They've never dealt with that. So they're like and and. They're just rich kids who have never dealt with like an actual problem besides the ones they've created. So it's like, True. you know, how are they going to fucking make? How are they going to run the church after it's been ran as well as it has by Eli? I mean, Eli and his wife specifically. Yeah, Eli and his she wife. Is, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of weight behind it. Yeah, she was. For sure. Uh, it's a great season, though. It is. I'm, yeah, they I'm did a great it. job. I they just, did a really good job. I can't believe how much of a show it is. I don't, I don't know. The, I think anyone. Like a lot of channels, a lot of different content producers would have fucked up this set. Oh yeah, like these people, hundred percent. They would have, they would have, like, you know, barely. I mean, maybe not made any use of it at all. You no, know, yeah. like, I, this is just—it's so fascinating, so deep and interesting. I think I you mean, know what I'm bummed about is we didn't get any goddamn info about Keith. Yeah, well, so uh, uh, actually, excuse me, uh, on the next week on Righteous Gemstones. Um, there was some Keith action happening. Right. Uh, That's what I want. Yeah, there That's was fine. some Keith action happening. So you will see. Uh, you will that see that on Keith the, big in the next jobs. episode. Yeah, you will have that on the big jobs. Yes. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's it's, it's been uh, a little sad going on on your end. You got any uh, life updates? Uh, not really, man. I've just been fucking. It's cruising time. Yeah, it's I'm not like. Long. There's nothing crazy that I'm. Excuse me, nothing crazy that I've got in the works or like trying to work out. I'm just kind of like coasting by, just dealing with and what uh, happened? life. Weren't you selling that cat video? 
Oh yeah, yeah I, I haven't heard back from them. I'm still. Uh, I kind of like was like, okay, you know, if they don't email me back, I don't really give a fuck. But I'm also looking at uh, that other ad campaign that I told you about. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get for distracted driving. I'm the king of distracted driving, baby. Just I kidding. was like, uh, is that a joke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I thought, too. Um, I was like, no way. But uh, And then I have some people who go to Emo Nights in uh, Kansas City reached out to me. Actually, never mind. Just kidding. We're not going to talk about that, because I don't know if I can okay. talk about that yet. So, sure. um, Yeah, but it's cruising season, man. I just really... The only thing I've been like actively looking to do is like start doing YouTube videos again. Uh, Ugh, yeah. Really? Yeah, and which I got to focus. I know. Did I, you put any? Did you put any of your Twitch content on YouTube? Have you been doing that? No, but I have like hard drives full of it. So I mean, do that. Start doing that. <sighs> well, that was the idea of when I initially before I stopped doing the crime videos it was i filmed them while live streaming on twitch and then uploaded them to youtube my my whole thing with that was though the only reason i didn't like doing that is because when i would film the video independently and put it on youtube it was a fully put together yeah piece of you know content like it was edited yeah. everything like that and when i do it on twitch and then i put that on youtube it wouldn't be edited yeah it's not edited speaking. so like the the idea of like me because i don't know the story you know front and back obviously but so i have to like look at my notes and and talk about this and talk about that and be like oh well yeah and it looks like this and i just i don't know it's not it's not the content that i want to present you know not that unpolished like and you yeah. said it before like my standards of the content that I want to release versus my like executive dysfunction and like putting in the work is is not yes. not up to bar. They like, don't they don't match like, up. As far as far as like you know putting out daily videos on TikTok, you're like I only want to put out 200 cut. Yeah, content, yeah, right. <laughs> Tarantino cuts. Like, uh, as as far as putting out day. like daily videos on like TikTok and Instagram, I feel like I, I've I've gotten to the point there where it's just such a habit that I make decent content enough to where yeah put that out there i'm happy with that but you know i need to get to that with stuff like youtube and everything dude i i <laughs> i smoked on this and then the smoke on your screen drifted across the camera <laughs> and i was like what, <laughs> what happened quick, yeah what the fuck? <laughs> we just had a fucking space and time event yeah yeah i did i lit an incense and uh i totally did not expect to fucking smoke grenade myself as it just flies into my face as i'm talking it is like, smoky yeah. yeah i was like damn this thing's really fucking moving dog um yeah so. i don't really got much going on reagan's working now we're trying to figure out how to live that life yeah i can she's got a weird schedule where she's only like every other weekend is full oh, or really? is off because she works it's i don't know it's like three days and then off and then four days and then off and then three days and off and Interesting. that is the same schedule every two weeks damn so we're figuring it out it's kind of weird that is kind of weird that is super but weird. i don't know it's also kind of nice because like so we have the every other saturday where we could we go do stuff together for shersies and then the other Saturday, I know I'm going to be by myself till five, and I go do shit do that I would do. That we, do yeah. yeah, she wouldn't want to. So, nice, yeah, I'm going to go. To the, you know, go to, that's pretty much when I'm always going to go. Either see a movie that has a lot of guns yeah, in yeah, it, yeah. Or, or go explosions. shoot real guns. Yeah, either or. <laughs> or I'll actually go shoot real guns. As long as it's got guns in it, that's all that matters. As long, yeah, I mean yeah. Saturday. 
uh, is gun day, I guess. It's Saturday I, as I was saying guns. it, I was like, dang, Sunday would have been a better day to do Yeah, that. <laughs> Sunday is the guns lord day, you know what I'm saying? The lord guns day. Um, we were also talking about how just dog shit fucking Reddit is now. Oh my god, dude! Uh, it is, you know, and uh, you know what that brings up. That did bring up something I want to fucking blab about is all of these people. I am furious at every single one of you who is just slobbering, sprinting <laughs> breathlessly to thread because Twitter sucks. Yeah, now. I'm like, we're going back to Zuckerberg. Are you guys fucking kidding me? Yeah. It took us years to get off of Zuckerberg. He was finally losing control. And now we're like, oh, yay. Threads. Zuckerberg. Yeah. Stop. Dude, it's just, I, I, and it's like, I get it. Twitter sucks, man. Elon's running that shit into the ground. But he also, did. He blew it up. It's done. It's like, dead. I don't know. I, I just, I haven't. I feel like a boomer because I'm like, I just don't want to learn another social media. I don't want to learn another social media that's like by the same person and it's the exact same cut and copy of what I I have already. It's off your fucking. Yeah, I mean, it's off your fucking Insta account. And it is Mark Zuckerberg. Oh my God, yeah. Oh my God, I forgot that they own Instagram too. Yeah, it's. Yeah. So he'll own Facebook, Instagram, thread? No. Yeah. Uh Uh-uh. That's what I'm saying. Uh Like, if it was a completely, if it was a completely independent social media made by somebody else. Who was like, I just want a new social media that is a little bit more Even better. if it was some yeah. goon. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Bill Gates. Yeah. I don't All know. Right. I'll sure. fucking give it a try. But Get in the game. Like, I just don't want another social media that's the exact same thing that has already been put out by the exact same guy. It's just Twitter without any fucking hogs, coochies, or titties. And who the fuck wants that? Who wants like, that? He made Facebook shit. He made Insta shit. And, like, now we're like, oh, threads will be good. I'm like, what? Yeah. No. No fucking way. And I'm like, it's, yeah, him having the trifecta, that's terrifying. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Just Google this- has to hold on to YouTube. Dude, I wonder, can't lose it. Yeah, I know. I wonder what's going to happen when Zuckerberg eventually, if ever, kicks the bucket. Like, who? He won't die. No, all of the billionaires alive now won't die. We have, they have that much money. Yeah, you think so? Hold you on. Think, think yes. Yeah. I don't see fucking Jeff Bezos or Mark Zuckerberg dying of old age. I don't see them. Maybe they'll be like 160. I'm not even exact. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I could easily 160. I could see yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> I could see them. <laughs> I could I'm talking dwarf yeah, lifetimes. Yeah, dude. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I could see them either not dying or they just leave the planet entirely. They're like, all right, we'll see you guys later. We're like done we, here. We, can, we made our own planet on an asteroid. Yeah. So and yeah, yeah, so we're just gonna hang out on that thing for a it's while. It's populated by AI sex robots. Like, but it's also, but fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, <laughs> get out of here. I think that, but I'm also like, why would they do that? I, I mean, the only logical explanation would be that the Earth the is uninhabitable. Yes. Whatever. Yes. Get it? I get yep. that. I totally understand. In that scenario, yes, they're not staying on Earth. They are fucking off somewhere in space. But in a scenario where Earth is still livable and we're not in the middle of water wars or anything like, even if we were, who the, they don't fucking care. Um, they have. Yeah, I was like, we will be, but yeah, yeah they won't. Uh, but why? You know, why would they leave? Why? 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 I'm sorry. I don't. I'm not. I can't articulate my words better than that. But why would they leave? What's What's in it for them? Like, what they're going to go live on this asteroid with I just, AI I sex think robots it's, by themselves? It's just if they can make the best living conditions possible somewhere else, only that's that's it. If they can't do better, or or they find out that living in microgravity will extend their lives even further. That's true. If if they could do that, but also 
run their companies and like you know get their money and everything they would do that but like isn't it horrible to think about that mark zuckerberg could run a company at like a hundred yeah he could be running a company yeah like 50 years 60 years from now dude how old is he i don't know how old is he it was 40. 39? Oh, shit. He's not even 40 years old. Zuckerberg's not even 40 fucking years old. He's that dude's going to be alive. That dude's going to be alive for at least 300 years. Like, that oh. dude is going to be alive forever. He's going to outlive most of us. That's worse than I dude, thought. That's, that's crazy. Thought. Isn't Bezos like 50 something? Bezos is 59. Okay. So he, he might only make it to like 150. Yeah, 150, 160, viable. Uh, Elon Musk is. What? 52, 52 but he treats his body like a sack of shit yeah that's, I, that, that thing that, is fucking that dude won't see 90 yeah that dude is luigi's haunted mansion and so <laughs> fucking uh, yeah that ain't no temple baby uh i don't know i feel like i feel like if if it's a bounce house <laughs> yeah if, yeah pretty much um i feel like if he has the option to put his body in or his brain in a robot body he for sure would um you know about that brian johnson guy that's that's who this was reminding me of he, I don't even know how he made his money. I really don't. Uh, entrepreneur, venture capitalist. I'm not going to read those words. Yeah, okay, I'm not going to read what he thinks he is. I just want to know where he got his money. Braintree, what? voice over IP. Oh, basically companies that ended up becoming Skype, I think. And yeah, yeah. He's So anyway... He just invests in stuff and has too much money, but he also like regularly does blood transfusions with his like uh, seventeen year old son. And he fucking the most recent one that came out was tech mogul Brian Johnson, forty five, eats dinner at eleven a.m. to achieve eighteen year old body. What the no? What is that? So what? 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 And he does he does the oxygen chamber treatments too. He does literally every like youth. Fad science, like, yeah, science thing. Yeah. He does all of it. All that guy one step might more. live to be two hundred and fifty years old. You know what? Maybe, may I could see that. All one step below fucking uh, Elizabeth. If he like, does everything and perfect, and, and he's really thinking blood. about it all the time, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he might. I could see it. It's I still horrible. think Zuckerberg will outlive them all. Yeah, I do too. I think Zuckerberg's the one to most likely become an AI himself. Yeah, I could see that 100%. Because Zuckerberg wants to control Facebook. He wants to control Meta. He wants if, to build Meta. If Zuckerberg Meta. could, like, inject himself into Facebook, he would. That was the whole point of the Metaverse. He was like, I want to be in charge. I want to be in the you know? shit. Yeah, I want to be, yeah. be it. Yeah, he would just become the software and become, like, a, a god, basically. Speaking of that, I watched Ready Player One for the first Ugh. time. You don't like it? Ugh. Oh god no, dude. Why not? God no. Cuz it's it's like everything that sucks about Marvel movies made into a movie basically. It's just like fan service and shit ass dialogue and look, it's the thing I like on the screen just over and over. Yeah, but also I mean like I didn't, I, you know, it wasn't the best movie I've ever seen. I didn't fucking hate it, though. But it's like, if you're going to make a movie about video games, basically, you're going to have some video game stuff. Unless you're in an alternate universe where all I mean, our video games I'm talking games Iron Giant and the Back to the Future and the, all the IP flex in. The it's all Halo just fucking, and all that. 
Yeah, just oh yeah. whoa, that's all it is. It's it's that's that's all. I it's get about. it. I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. I didn't fucking hate it, but yeah, I just never. I seen mean, it. you know, I didn't. I didn't like it. I was. I thought it was bad, especially that that whole premise of no one ever drove backwards. I was like, ridiculous. yeah, that's a little ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. ridiculous. Someone, have, <laughs> someone has accidentally driven backwards on that track. I'm like, like, yeah. Like, what? Like with with the millions and millions of people that play that game, billions. like billions, yeah. yeah, that play that game. No one's ever just been like, maybe if I pop it in reverse, what what can they do? <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, I, right. I, I you're just, right about that. that. You're very right. that one, and like that was a huge like everything relied on that. Yeah, I was like, what? to get Are the whole game started, about? and you're like, no, yeah, you know what? Now that you put it in that perspective, <laughs> a little dumb. But I. For me, it's it's one of those movies where if someone's listed as one of their favorites, they are. No, yeah, I would never, always. I would never list it as one of my favorites. I don't think it even break top like twenty, if that. Like it would be way down there. It was, I didn't hate it, no, by any means. That you know, you know, I just it just wasn't the greatest thing ever, but it was bearable. Um, it was a movie. It was a movie. It was a movie. It was a movie. To, did I watch anything recently? Breaking and get so into the wire. It's really good. I'm learning a lot now that I'm learning about the wire. I love doing that. I do this stuff because now I'm seeing more and more things. I'm like, oh, that was a wire. Re- oh, that was a wire reference. I keep That's getting a wire. I keep getting like wire clips on my for you page. I'm like, well, fuck, because it listens to our conversations. Yeah, yeah, it for sure listens to our conversations. But um, yeah, like. There's there's um, this one album I really like by Freddie Gibbs, like has quotes straight off of the first season, a bunch of them. I was like, oh fuck, that's what those were from. And it's not like there were; it was like a mystery. I just didn't, you know, never looked those up. But it's you, really cool. To was put it the you that we were playing video games together, and you were talking about how you were listening to Nelly Furtado? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I thought I wasn't sure if that was you or not. I'm gonna send you a picture. I was uh, via text massage. Uh, it's because I've been watching all this stuff about uh, like in the early 2000s, and so I started listening to all the music I was growing up. Oh with. yeah, that's fair. So, Jesus Christ, oh. that's your text tone. That's crazy. No, that's a phone call. Oh, the timing like, was well, very. I was like, what great timing! I was like, good yeah. God, dude. I was like, what are you doing to my phone? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Putting it on the fridge, baby. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, you know, it, since this is an audio niche format, shirt. yeah, yeah, it's a guy holding up a phone with Nelly Furtado on it and a, a shirt that listening says, to Man Eater specifically, yeah, which it, I was listening to as well. He's got a shirt on that says, "I'm drunk as fuck, I'm gay as shit, and I'm listening to Nelly Furtado." And I was like, "That's the perfect <laughs> picture right there. That is the." It perfect really picture. is. Uh, I know what that guy's all about. Yeah, you know? right there, the whole personality. I've got it down, and that is somebody Just I would hang out with. Somebody absolutely. I would absolutely hang out with. Um. Uh. Let's see. I I'm reading this new book. Uh. You know. You know how like World War Z is like the interview style. Yeah. Where they. Yeah. That I'm reading a book that's kind of like that, but it's about uh, America after it was in a limited nuclear exchange. It's a guy going all over the country and and interviewing people about it. it's like five years or something after it happened. Or how how. Serious is a limited nuclear exchange, like just a couple. It blew, it blew DC. The attack on New York kind of missed, but it hit New York. You know, it's a nuclear megaton nuclear bomb. Yeah, Uh, DC, New York, the fields in Wyoming, 
and Dakota. It hit Cheyenne Mountains, Dakotas, and then uh, a couple towns, a couple cities in Texas. California, untouched. No shit. Un- untouched, well, yeah. It's a really gone. interesting world scenario yeah, that they've built. It's why, really cool. Wonder the why idea, California was left untouched. Uh, so the idea behind it was America was launching a anti-war or a anti-missile satellite. It was going to shoot lasers at satellites nice. or like nuclear missiles that came out, and the, the idea is it would defend America from nuclear strike. That which was the premise of the Star Wars system that Ronald Reagan proposed. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, this was a super common scenario that was war gamed a lot because of what America was doing and because of what Ronald Reagan was doing was Amer- Russia recognized. America would win in a nuclear exchange if it was able to develop an effective defense. So they were like, we have to strike before they put it together. Oh, okay. And that, dude, and a lot of people were worried, like, with the Star Wars system, that that's exactly what the Soviets were going to do. And, like, from everything I've read, like, that was the closest we ever got. Like, some of the closest moments we ever got was because of fucking Ronald Reagan. (laughs) Um, And, uh, but it's really neat. And what's really funny is... They shoot at each other. They shoot the missiles back and forth, and they just and and they do a lot of uh, high altitude strikes specifically for the EMP effects, and it just fucks everything up. And they're like, and they couldn't do anymore. And Damn. they were like, okay, I guess that's it. That's it. And they, it killed the entire American federal government, and it killed the entire Soviet government. And everybody's like, all right, well, yeah. Everyone's like, everyone's like, is it a loss? Are we? We're done. Yeah, it's a loss. It's over. Yeah. at least. You know? uh, yeah, it's over. I mean, yeah, a lot of it's nuclear a really fallout. cool scenario. That sounds. Uh, that sounds really interesting. It's really interesting. That sounds super uh, interesting. You'll have to send me the like name of it so I can look and see if they've got like an. It's audio called book. War Day, which sounds War really Day. stupid, but it's because it all just happened on one single day. Yeah, uh, it's also a fantasy because obviously we've planned our nuclear systems around if we can't tell anybody to shoot more missiles. Yeah, <laughs> I assure you, we'll shoot yeah, more missiles. We will shoot more missiles. <laughs> God is my witness. Yeah. We will never not shoot all of the missiles. I uh, I haven't been able to listen to uh, the three body problem in a minute. I I went ransom. I was wondering about. I, I went ransom errands today, and I listened to it while I was running errands. And I got to, I've got I've gotten to the dark forest part. So as soon as yes. when I got home and and the and the the I was about to turn my car off. It was like you know part three, the dark forest, and I was like, all right, cool. So I'm getting there. Uh, oh yeah i think i have like how many hours left do i have on it i was there was a i mean for a while i listened to it every day but i've just been fucking busy as shit i've got nine hours and ten minutes left of the entire book so okay once, that's not too much yeah no not at all once i finish that i will uh well yeah you gotta finish the series and then do yeah World War Z. yeah of course of the course. it's really cool the book i'm reading because i've never of all of the stuff i've read no, it's. N- I've never read any that have the nuclear wars not be the end of everything. Like yeah. usually, it's like the uh, apocalypse, nuclear Every- war. That's it. Where yeah, yeah, everyone's done. Or, or it's like it's uh, only the few weeks or the like immediately after and maybe month into a month or two. Yeah, right after. It's not like the rebuild stages. It's mm. really, it's really interesting. Like you know. 
the the British government is setting up in the U.S. as an aid organization. The Japanese are moving in to you know, make a lot of money, basically, because yeah. they didn't get you know all these other nations didn't get uh, struck. And it's like, oh, how the turntables, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. And then um, they're like, it's not really Mexico doing it because Mexico's kind of falling apart. But like the Mexico, Texas area forms an independent nation that's being propped up by Japan. Oh. And they're like, we are it's it's supposed to be like the historic land that the U.S stole from mexico yeah. in 1848 and they're like technically we are also california and texas but we're california is just it's it's <laughs> we won't it's all yours <laughs> and and they're like we don't want texas because it's a nuclear bombed out wasteland yeah and that's fair so it's it's really neat um i don't know it was funny because i was just telling reagan when i was reading that part and it like I felt a little twinge of like you can't secede from America. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? How dare don't you? Don't do this shit again right yeah. now. We already <laughs> did this you. once and it didn't go in your favor, so don't do it again. We learned. But uh, we learned your lesson. Yeah, it is a really neat story. If anyone wants to read about it, I I recommend it. I mean, I'm like uh, I started uh, yesterday. I'm like a quarter through it now. Nice. I think it's only like three or four hundred pages, but it's uh it's a really neat one. Nice. I like it a lot. I haven't been really watching many movies this year because I didn't read enough books last year. So yeah, I'm trying that's to be fair. more book time specifically. That's fair. I uh, I've just waiting for fucking Oppenheimer and the Barbie movie to come out. I was also just I remembered yesterday that I didn't go and see John Wick Four. I was oh, like, yeah. is that on streaming yet? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty I, sure you can like rent it on net on Amazon Prime. Um, ass? You mean I can steal it? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes! yeah. Absolutely. I had no idea. Absolutely. I mean, that's the way it is with like even new movies coming out now, dude. It's like fucking uh, rented on Six Amazon Prime. Months. I remember, dude. I remember when movies would come out in theaters, and you had to wait like two years or like a year for it to come out on DVD. And you were like, "Well, it's it'll be f- like on the free streaming, or you know, free. I don't yeah, know what yeah, to call yeah, it. Yeah." It'll be on that in September, but it's already and it Damn. came out in March. It came out March twenty fourth. It's already that's crazy available to rent, dude. Our fucking I need to pirate it's that a, immediately. Yeah, it's a other laptop. Wild time we're living in. Um, wild. I'm. I don't know how movie theaters dude, are still alive. It's so and especially when they do cheap, like they're shitty. I'm yeah, like, they're fucking. How, yeah, you're out of your mind, idiot. I'm paying. I do think that movies are. They're gonna have to change. I don't know if I really like it. I I gotta be honest. Like I think, I think uh, what Tom Cruise does is awesome. I think it's awesome that he still makes big budget fucking movies, like big budget yeah. blockbusters, Billy Bible bonkers, and they're because like I. Watch Netflix movies, dude. You, you can feel the cheap. Yeah. You can feel yeah. it. They they always cheap out. It sucks. Yeah, I'm not saying that I hope movie theaters die. I hope they get a swift kick in the dick where it's like, stop charging me $90 for a fucking large popcorn. But I get it. That's where you're making most of your money. I understand it. But I'm also like, I don't know. There are some films where it's like, you got to go see it in theaters. You can't. like. It's just not the same experience watching that's it in true. your house. It's just not. I, I, Avatar, I, I, that's why I went and saw Avatar 2, because I was like, Avatar 1 sucked yeah, in my house. Yeah. That was dumb. <laughs> I, feel like, and I, I feel like Oppenheimer is going to be one of those movies where it's like... My buddy, you yeah, have my buddy to, just you, texted me he's going to the IMAX dome to see it. That's, like, yeah. 
That's oh, the plan. That so Dude, cool. so sick. I heard that, like... Oh, I want to see Barbie in that, too. Uh, like, just smearing my eyes with the pink. Yeah, it's <laughs> just absolutely fucking pink, pink burned in my cornea. Um, but, yeah, uh, let's see. What was I... Oppenheimer. I just, I just put in the Pirate Bay IMAX 4. That's not right. That's not Pirate right. Bay IMAX 4. <laughs> you're gonna, um, you're gonna I'm IMAX. really excited for the new Mission Impossible movie. I don't know if anyone else is. I keep going and, like... I'm like, oh my god, a great movie every week. And people are like, what movie are you talking about? I'm like, bro, Transformers. Transformers, Fast yeah. Nine, uh, Fast ten, 11, Fast 10, Fast 10. It's technically 11. Mission have you, Impossible, I'm really excited about. Um, have you I'm probably seen gonna- the fucking reel, the, the, the movie reel for Oppenheimer in IMAX? No, I don't watch trailers, you know that. Uh, well, no, 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 I'm not talking about a trailer. I'm talking about the physical, oh, physical oh, no. movie. It's huge. It's giant. Uh, I wonder it. if I can fucking let me see it. See. Oh yeah, here it is. Eleven miles, dude. Yeah, it's fucking huge. It's six hundred. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! At what point does footage become mileage? That's yeah, it, yeah. Very good. It's insane. Um, that is insane. That is insane. Six hundred pounds. I really want to go see it. Yeah, me too. Me fucking too. So, uh, well, once it comes out, we'll both have to watch it and fucking talk about oh, it. Definitely. Obviously, same thing with the Barbie movie. Um, obviously, same I'm gonna thing see with if Barbie I can movie. thrift an outfit together for, Dude, the, for Barbie the Barbie movie. movie. I bet I could. I bet we could thrift an outfit together for the Barbie movie. Uh, I'm gonna have to look around. Oh wait, hit a Goodwill or the movie two. Comes out. The movie comes out. Uh, the twenty first. Twenty first. Okay. Cool. What were we? What did you say? Uh, nothing. I was. I thought you were saying something, so I wasn't uh, something of substance. No, I wasn't saying. Yeah, anything. no, no. Um, I suppose you get started. <laughs> it's been almost an hour. Uh, yeah, it's been forty-five minutes, dude. Uh, that's okay. Mine's not super long today. Mine's kind and of, I get to go first. Yeah, mine's not crazy long. It's kind of long, but it's not like definitely not the longest I've done. Um, so who the fuck are you sure. covering? Uh, I'm covering. All right, yeah. This is hold actually on, trying make... to fucking pirate John Wick Four right now as we're recording. Oh no, yeah, I mean, you said uh, John Wick Four was out. That movie has the highest amount of guns in it. Does it? You no, know I'm gonna yeah. be. Like, oh yeah, I need to watch it. I need to watch it. And it's like one of Lance Reddick's last movies. Oh no shit. R.I.P. Yeah, because he's oh, fucking that's dead. Right? Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Um, I'm covering this week. I'm going even further back in time because, um, no one good has been born in the last like 40 years at least. Yeah. So, uh, the, uh, this is going to be pre sticks and hoops era. So just going to address that question. No sticks and hoops I'm covering her name is Jean de Clisson. She's a French noblewoman from the 14th century. Boo! And many, Sorry, Many French. of the names in the story are French, and my pronunciation is probably going to sound a little bit like Pepe Le Pew. That's so fair. just fuck we off. We shit it. on the French a lot, but I don't know. Do we like the French? I, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. I think I mean they they get pissy when they can whip up a riot. Situation, yeah, they, they can, can whip, whip up, up a riot. riot. I gotta. They don't I'll, like the. They got mad when the cops killed somebody. Yeah, fuck crazy yeah. Concept. You know what? Airhorn for the French. <laughs> 
You're on thin ice, but you get an air horn. French Canadians, <laughs> fine. You're perfect. Don't ever change. Uh, the French, French. French Canadians are actually famously the most prickish of all. Hell yeah, ones. dude. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm sticking to my guns because I don't want to back down from what I said. Uh, so I'm, gonna... uh, <laughs> I'm dug in. Yeah. <laughs> I, won't change, I am no dug in and uh, I will not go back <laughs> on what I said. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, I think I'm pretty sure as Jean, I tried to listen for a couple different ones. We the anglicization of this name is Joan, which is so because it's it's the same name as Jean yeah, yeah. Mark John of Jean. Uh, so anyway, uh, Jean Jean Louis de Belleville de Clisson d'Amé Montagu right. was born in the year thirteen hundred in a French place in France. Tons of vowels. Yeah. Yeah. So she was the daughter of a nobleman named Maurice the Fourth Montagu of Bellevue and Pelau and Latisse de Parthenay of Parthenay. Um, but basically, they were just uh, feudal lords. They're yeah. feudal lords with a Frenchy sounding name. They called them seigneurs instead of feudal lords. Okay. Um, so because it's so long ago, there's not like the most precise records. But she was a very like for the time extremely famous woman. So uh, there's good records of her. Like it's it's true she really existed. Um, her we know that her father died when she was four, and her mother. Probably didn't remarry. We say probably because it was a long time ago, but we couldn't find any records of it. Uh, they also seem to indicate that she was born from her father's second marriage, and I'll get into that. Uh, you'll see why that's uh, okay. not not unusual. The marriage also had a son and heir named Maurice V, but when he was a teen, the boy died, and Jean became the heir to the feudal reign of both families. Nice. So anyway, before that happens, it's the year 1312, and Jean is 12 years old, and she becomes married to a 19-year-old boy i guess uh some breton nobleman who was already a widower he is already all right his, his wife has died already yeah. um disgustingly they have two children and she is well yeah uh this won't matter to the story later so i'll just tell you now one of them dies at 33 years old at the french war succession one of her children and the other was a woman who inherited her dead brother's estate and lived to the ripe old age of 67 as Damn. a baroness yeah, that's like 90 dude in this story she is one of the only people who gets away with this All it's right. awesome yeah, uh, so as these stories tend to go, Jean's first husband died 14 years into their marriage, leaving her to uh, a, a widow, to a widower at the age of 26 years old. Um, not much is known about these interim years since it's 900 years ago, and they pretty much just wrote down when people got married and died, which yeah. was all the time. Yeah. Um, but it was only two years later until Jean was married again, this time to a guy named Guy de Pintard. You know, Guy. yeah. So yeah. the second son of the Duke of Brittany himself, also a widower. <laughs> Everybody was a widower back then, dude. Everybody. The, the, actually, we met at the dead uh, yeah. spouse thing that everyone has to go to. Yeah. Um, uh, so. The fucking widower soiree uh, that they hold. We have a weekly month. meeting. Yeah. It's just everybody. Yeah. They're all there. Um, Worldwide widowers is what we call each ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's speculated that she did this to secure an income to look out for her young children. Because, you know, she's a lady, the 1300s. Yeah, you can't get a job. That's all she's got. Yeah, That's all she got. You're not working. You're not working. Nine-year-olds have She's got to trap that ass. You don't. You know? Yeah, you got to do it. Other rich people, unfortunately, existed. And the, they were the family of the Duke of Brittany. And they complained to the bishops that this rando lady was moving in on their riches, which got her wedding annulled by the fucking Pope himself. Damn. Uh, 
Yeah, thanks, John the Twenty Second, dude. Yeah, uh, you get when you're the Pope, you can't let poor people get it get it in. You can't let no. it the edge. Absolutely not. <laughs> the Vatican City didn't steal all those artifacts by giving them to poor people. Like someone on a horse carrying yeah. this letter to the Pope. Yeah, quick, dude. Yeah, quick. We the poor. Yeah, the poor are getting married. <laughs> um, that guy himself. Uh, so they get divorced. He gets remarried, and then he died the next year. Nice. Whatever. So while Guy was off fucking a dying, Jean still had to feed the brats, so she got married immediately after her annulment to Olivier the Fourth de Clisson, himself also a widower from the year before. Dude, I know like, I don't know if I need to say that every time <laughs> when I introduce like, a new character. It's like everybody back then was like a private in the military, just fucking fucking and dealing and wheeling and dying and getting that, married, dude. It, so, uh, Jean did some clever negotiating and was able to legally secure inheritances for her previous children in this marriage. And she was really looking out for those kids, which I think is nice. I mean, I don't know. I think if I was, you know, I guess raped as the 13-year-old and yeah. forced to bear a child, I would understand if you didn't, didn't want to care about yeah, that child. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I get it. She really tried hard to take care of the kids, um, and she was able to do so. So then she marries Olivia, and she actually likes this dude awesome uh, and which not is cool common not no, common back no. then yeah no you didn't you usually didn't um, marry people you liked it was just will you help me survive all right cool and your third husband being the one that you like yeah crazy Rare. at least they so, died early uh, they have five kids um let me rattle them off one lives to the ripe age of 18 dies nice. uh another died after a year one died written of exposure at seven years old i don't know they left it outside yeah. died it's like, uh one did you, did you do the old leave it in the back of a hot carriage tactic or like yeah. what happened? <laughs> oh my god yeah. but, you know you got to put your shoe back there so when you get out of the car you don't have a shoe on yeah so uh, another one gets married and lives happily ever after. She's fine. And then another one, a man, becomes the constable of France, nicknamed the Butcher. Nice. Uh, overall, out of five kids, not, not too bad. bad. Not bad. Not bad. Most lived over ten. Yeah, listen, man, you have enough Solid. kids and most of them die. Some of them are going to grow up to be the Butcher. It just... Every yeah. once in a while you Every get a Butcher. Every once in a while you yeah. get a Butcher. You'll have that on the big jobs. Uh, so she did have to go to court with her husband regarding marriage contract stuff, but by all accounts, it was handled amicably, and they were just happy. Like, they didn't fight about it. It was nothing. There was just some, you know, settle the affairs kind of shit. Yeah, not a sword fight in, inside, apparently. Oh, so uh, she's actually a married woman to a man that she likes, and it's great. It's That's awesome. Crazy. Uh, so Northwest, here comes history. You can end it. the story there, and I'd be like, That's <laughs> <insane."> nah. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Northwest France, Breton, is going through a classic European war of succession over a duchy. If you took AP European history in high school, this is what the stage for the Hundred Years' War. Uh, the de Clisson's sided with the French kingdom for their choice of the duke. The British wanted somebody else. So uh, the whole family... Of the de Clisson's did not agree, however, and brothers in the family ended up on both sides of the war. Like, it, just stupid, nasty European shit. Yeah. In 1342, after a whopping four different attempts, the English captured the city of Vaughan, as well as Jean's husband, Olivier, and several other military commanders. Uh, Olivier was the only guy who was let go in a prisoner exchange. Uh, the Brits apparently didn't demand very much money for him. They were just like, you know, we've got him. I don't know. What do you got? Yeah. We'll take Yeah, what's in your pocket right now? Like We don't even want the city. We cracked at it four times. This was (laughs) terrible. So, uh, but the fact that they didn't 
uh, won a lot of money made the French think that Olivier didn't like fight very hard because they're like, what? They would yeah. be pissed. They would want a ton of money if yeah. he was the worst. Um, and so the French choice for the replacement duke, Charles de Blois, Bois, Bois? B-L-O-I-S, Charles, de Blois. Uh, he thought Olivier was a traitor. Oh, okay. uh, he w- they, they suspected that he, like, you know, let the British capture it after four attempts. But okay. All right, buddy. Very convincing, yeah. I guess. <laughs> so after a bit of dirt kicking and name calling and war fighting, England and France signed a truce. Things seemed great, and the French invited Olivier and a bunch of other Breton knights to a tournament in France. Um, you know, and they're like, cool, you know, we're cool with France now, everything's fine. They go, they're immediately arrested and taken to trial in Paris. Nice. Shitty thing to do. Yeah. Um, Jean tried to do what she could to get him out, going so far as to even bribe a king's sergeant, which netted her some rebellion and disobedience charges for, uh, in front of the king that she now had to evade. Yeah, that'll do it. She evaded arrest with the help of Olivier's first son from his last marriage, one of the, his widow, or the one who died. Yeah. And, um, she ignored the summons, eventually being found guilty in absentia in June of 1343. And then, just for the hell of it, Olivia's son, he died. That guy died. Yeah. He's like, all right, I did my duty. See you later. <laughs> yeah. I just coughs. Time to kill over. Dies. Yeah. I was like, well, okay, sure. Cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, so unfortunately, despite her great efforts, Olivier was put to trial, found guilty, and beheaded by sword on August 2nd, 1323. Damn. His corpse was strung up uh, at one place, and then they put his head on a lance in Brittany, which was far away. They they fucking quartered him and everything. Yeah, it was brutal. That's that's tough. So John, still on the lam, was later again charged and convicted in absentia for more charges, and was con- sentenced to banishment. And they confiscated her property. Kind of a double whammy charge since her husband was found uh, guilty too, because like I don't know, she's just yeah. getting kind of fucking reamed right now yeah. so jean actually loved her husband like i mentioned and was enraged by the cowardly actions of philip the sixth and actually that might have been the fourth i might have had that backwards and charles so she swore revenge but not before she took her two sons all the way to Brittany to see their father's head on a pike They're like you see and that see, that's why we're full of rage that's right what now. the fucking french yeah. did yeah. right there <laughs> Uh, I want to be an anti-French person, like anti-French, and then people are like, "Why?" I'm like for how they treated Jean de yeah, Gaulle, you know? specifically <laughs> that reason, yeah. the egregious treatment of this woman yeah. from 850 years ago. Um, so she was understandably furious, and especially after getting to see the head, I think that was more for her than anything. So she immediately sold the Clisson estates, hired 400 loyal men, and began attacking french forces in Brittany. hell yeah just get right to it fuck yeah they rolled up on, under a, a cat this, this story does not make any sense because it's only records yeah so we yeah, don't yeah. know like what exactly happened they go to a castle that was under the command of an officer of charles the replacement duke he recognized jean and i guess like didn't have the news about her husband and had no questions about the 400 soldiers <laughs> he's like so he just let them in, in. <laughs> he's like it's so good to see you these are 400 friends they can come in too not a problem they have a lot of swords yeah that's that, cool yeah that's, that's, that's what fine. that's what some would call a small army but not me that's 400 friends not, right there dude not me. <laughs> so, uh he lets them in and they massacred the entire garrison there except for a single man i hope so it that wasn't that could. guy because i would be like well, Oof, I, that would be lame <laughs> yeah. that would be I'm going to have to go on the run for a while. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So 
uh, they leave one guy alive so he can spread the word. Nice. She also attacks another garrison located in an area under the control that had previously been under the control of her husband. No word of how that went. Every single fucking source about this lists it in the same sentence. They just say basically that. Yeah. No more details. Right. I think that's maybe all we have. Yeah. You know, maybe a, some some mo- monk wrote it in a letter, and that's that all we. That know. was good. So anyway, uh, uh, let's just say that she killed. I don't know. 10,000 men. That sounds reasonable. Uh, So Jean now has the attention of some Britain sympathizers and who else but the English king because of course he's like, oh my god this lady hates the French? I hate the French. We're two peas in a pod, baby. Two peas in a pod. We're like peas and carrots. Yeah, I'm the CIA and we're going to topple a government. So (laughs) Exactly. So they help her get kitted up with three warships. Um, Nice. Uh, this was a source from this one was women at the helm rewriting maritime hist omen at the helm uh, uh, rewriting Ameri- uh, maritime history through female pirate identity and agency by Wendy Vensel. Uh, I just wanted to put that one out there because nice. it was her paper specifically. Um, for anyone who wants to look up what these ships look like, like I did, every painting and picture about it on the internet is fucking wrong. <laughs> every single picture used is either a digital render or a specific just one painting from 1750 that is just not of this at all. Close enough. You can tell they're wrong because we we're not cutting holes for cannons inside of our ships for like a hundred years from now so she was using single sail flat bottomed cogs that were common in britain at the time which like basically cargo ships you and they don't have you know they just hook up and they start fighting gotta use them cogs he paints the sails red because it's cool, and she names her flagship my revenge because that's badass that's hard uh, she's on a war path now, essentially a full-on privateer fleet, uh, or as many would call it, a pirate, they start raiding shipping lanes into the Bay of Biscay, eventually moving into the English Channel and just hunting French ships. Um, That's tough. They'd hunt anything they could find. When they'd caught up, uh, catch up, they would slaughter all of the crew, except for one or two, to bear witness and spread word that the Lioness of Brittany slaughtered all of uh, nice. their crew. And that's that became her nickname, the Lioness of Brittany. Hard. Uh, uh, and she's not like I, I made sure to note that she's not blasting ships out of the water with a 36 cannon broadside at 18 pounders. <laughs> they just fucking put a rope on it and pull it closer, it and good. then you get on the boat and you fight the other man. Terrifying. And she herself fought. That's she so did. Terrifying. That's so that's so hard though. It's like I'm not even gonna fucking blow a hole in your ship. I'm gonna get you closer. I'm gonna Come kill on. you. Come over Come here. Come, Come here. over here. Come, Come on. Come here. I'm gonna stab Come you. On. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. She is also important to note that she's not actually a privateer since there is no royal letter from the king approving because privateers were pirates that were yeah. backed by government. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But she literally supplied English forces during their campaigns and used English money to buy boats to kill French people who were fighting the English. So, like, pretty much a privateer. I mean, yeah. It's kind of like how uh, the Mujahideen were not actually u.s soldiers yeah but but you know, you they, know were they were basically american rocket launchers yeah, at american yeah. enemies yeah whatever uh so at one point uh oh yeah so she sailed around fucking up the french potentially even launched attacks from her local castle that she owned and burned several coastal villages in normandy she bought this island and specifically built a stone castle on it to uh, do this. She's nice. like, I'll be a pirate from my stone castle. I was like, tight. oh my uh, god. Living the dream, awesome. dude. Fucking living so, the dream. It had like a wooden building on it. And she's like, that's not going to work. Yeah, no, we <laughs> she, need so something bigger. So she made bigger. like a fortress. That's yeah. so tight. Um, so she 
At one point, the French get their shit together and they finally engage the fleet, sinking her flagship and setting her and one of and her two sons adrift in the ocean. Like not like they grabbed her and did that on purpose. That's just yeah. what happened as a result. Uh, one of them, Guillaume, G U I L L A U M E. There's no way there's any Guillaume. Guillaume. Galami, I love Galami. Yeah, that's it. Uh, died. He died of exposure, uh, be, aka being a pussy. And after five days, Jean and the strong, cool son, also named Olivier, yeah. were rescued by supporters. Nice. Uh, she resumed her piracy for uh, after this for a combined total of fucking thirteen years. Damn, thirteen long, years of time. Being, that's an old woman in a young yeah. man's game. Yeah, that's a long time to be wheeling and dealing He's as a pirate. Almost forty. In the 1300s, Dude, like, as a pirate, Blackbeard, I don't think even lasted that long. He no, was done in no. like a couple years. Like he got fucking. So, yeah. At one point of this, a local legend of around her island was that she was besieged by the French in her stone castle, and there's record that someone reached out to the British court to get aid to break her siege. And the local legend was maintained that she was bailed out by red men, which would have been English soldiers. Oh. So, so you know, yeah. not a privateer, but someone's like, we gotta go save yeah, Jean. Yeah. And British soldiers yeah, show up. You're to a fucking... privateer. I mean, yeah, it, 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 was, soldier, yeah, yeah. it was still fucking sick, you know. But yeah, awesome. Yeah, uh, I just I love how the British were like, I don't know this woman at all. Yeah, who is this? <laughs> uh, but we'll see. she's got our guns. Okay, all right. Well, we don't know who she is. We've never heard of her, so uh, can't do anything about it. Sorry. So later, when the English and the French signed a truce, Jean herself was listed as an English ally. So they were like, yeah, she's on our side. Yeah. <laughs> and she was put in the fucking truce, which no I was shit. like, oh, my God, Damn. dude. She was a, a heavy hitter. Yeah, she was. Um, she Jean eventually got married for the fourth time to a knight under King Edward III that she met while she was helping the English murder the French, which I'm like, beautiful. Dude, a pirate a, marrying yeah. a knight? This Insane. is incredible. A, a pirate knight love story that we didn't know we needed? What a fan I know. Dude. And they, dude, and they have a castle. It's yeah. beautiful. The best. Uh, Jean lost some of her estates to the post-war settlement, but for her and her husband's loss and combined contributions to the war efforts, they were granted a barony where they settled and lived happily ever after, which was less than a decade, nice. and they both died within a few weeks of each other. Damn, what a life. That ain't bad. That's crazy, dude. A pirate who gets to die happy married? Married oh to a knight, too? Fucking nonetheless? Yeah. In a castle, dog? She fucking... Oh, my God. <laughs> what an baron, icon. Yeah. yeah. What an icon. What an icon. Um, that is very very girl fun boss. fact. This was not the only French widow named Jean being assisted by the English at this time to kill the <laughs> French. Uh, there was what? a Jean de Montfort who also has a super interesting story. If anyone wants to read about her, because at one point she actually takes that Charles Duke hostage. No shit, isn't that insane? Yeah, hey, I was the like, French what are like, the, the French are like, we gotta stop killing people's husbands, man. Fucking, <laughs> this is, it, yeah, it is off. fucking us up right now. <laughs> Damn, that is crazy, dude. That's fucking badass. Yeah, I was like, wow, this story just ends awesome. I yeah. was like, it's she she most of she had a few kids live. You know, most of them seemed like they lived yeah. and she fought in wars. She killed tons of French people, Damn. which is your dream, yeah. you know. Yeah. She probably killed more French people than Harry Anslinger killed Italians. That, like, easily. Dude, that is that's well, that's a fucking feat too. Like god yeah. damn. <laughs> what a story. Jesus Christ. That was badass. I was surprised I'd never heard it. I was like, yeah, this me would neither. be a great movie. At all. Yeah, it'd be a, an excellent movie. So I thought that uh, I'd go the route that you've been going and cover, you know, criminals. Because I only covered one criminal, which was Billy the Kid. 
Um, uh, but I was like, you know what? Might as well find someone who's just like a super notorious crime guy and see what the, what's going on in their world. So I'm going to be covering uh, the Cray Twins. Um, so the yeah. Cray Twins. Yeah. So there's a lot of information about there because they were like super famous. Uh, so I'm going to try to condense my notes down. Not make it terribly long. If I miss some stuff, then I don't know. Go start your own fucking podcast and talk about it. <laughs> I mean, what are we? We're not the definitive history. Yeah, all no, right? absolutely not. We're the cliff notes at best. I gotta say, pretty much no one really complains about yeah, the podcast. Which is, well, yeah, which is great. Thanks. Yeah. So Because uh, we won't respond yeah, well. Yeah, we will okay? not, absolutely. We will take it to heart and you will be blocked. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, Ronald and Reginald Cray were born October 24th, 1933 in Hagerston, East London. Charles David Cray, who was a wardrobe dealer and a heavy drinker, and Violet, uh, Violet Annie Lee, who was her mother. Their household was definitely a matriarchal household, um, if, you know, that's a word. Uh, but is. there, oh, is it okay? Cool, nice because I wrote my it. notes. I don't know if that's a word, but whatever. Uh, their mother <laughs> was a super big influence on the on the twins during their childhood, since their father was described as a quote rag and bone man with a fondness of hefty drinking. Uh, their mother was also kind of a local celebrity simply due to the fact that she had given birth to a set of identical twins and they had survived infancy um so oh wow yeah so just that rare yeah yeah so despite contracting diphtheria when they were three years old so you know you're kind of she was a local celebrity because touch and go for a second yeah there. yeah yeah it was uh <clears throat> excuse me she was a local celebrity because her twins had survived um so the twins attended wood school uh or sorry wood close school in brick lane and then daniel street school in bethnal green in 1938 uh they moved from Hagerston to Benthnall Green, which was another area in east, the east end of London. Um, the twins and their mom were very, very close. They avidly avoided the company of others and kept to themselves. Ronnie later stating, quote, we had our mother and we had each other, so we never needed no one else. The twins were avid twins boxers. On another level. Yeah. They really are like that. Yeah. Not all of them, obviously, but, you know, uh-huh. it can be. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, the twins were avid boxers. They, thanks to their maternal grandfather, Jimmy, the, uh, Jimmy Cannonball Lee, who influenced the boys to take up amateur boxing. They had achieved some success as boxers, but they weren't like super, nothing super crazy. Uh, but they could fucking fight nonetheless. Uh, and that'll come in handy later. So, uh, Ronnie was considered to be the more aggressive and violent of the two, would constantly get into fights as a kid. Uh, Ronnie was said to have a low IQ and was an avid reader of books about T.E. Lawrence, Ord Wingate, and Al Capone, basically anything about the Chicago underworld during the Roaring Twenties, he was super into. Uh, it was bel- so crazy how in the old days when there's nothing to do that even the like dummy dumb dumb dumbs yeah, read books yeah, all the time. All the time, yeah. You're like, what else is there to yeah. do? I got I just read the dumb dumb yeah. books. Like, <laughs> all right, okay, all right, yeah, it's a book. <laughs> um, it was also believed that Ronnie's violent temperament stemmed from having to hide his bisexual tendencies. Um. So in night, yeah, it happens. It'd be like it. that sometimes. Completely understand. So in 1952, the boys were called to do national service in the British Army. Uh, they showed up and they were like, "Well, this fucking sucks," and attempted to leave like five minutes 
after being there, which understandable. Um, they were attempting to leave. As they were attempting to leave, the corporal in charge attempted to stop them, which was a fucking terrible idea because Ronnie broke his jaw with a nice, vicious left hook. Uh, then they, Single punch. Yeah, yeah. They, they trotted along back to their home in East End and were arrested the next morning. So a few months later, the boys were AWOL again, and when a constable tried to arrest them, they beat the piss out of them. Uh, they became among the last prisoners to be it's held. Kinda, that's kind of their whole yeah, thing. Yeah, that's their shtick, you know. It's like, yeah. Beat you up if we don't agree with you. So um, they were, they became among the last prisoners to be held at the Tower of London, which is a historical castle, before being transferred to Shepton Mallet Military Prison in Somerset to await court-martial. Uh, they were sent to Buffs Home County's Brigade Depot Jail in, in Canterbury. Uh, what a fucking name. Once they learned that they were going to be dishonorably discharged, because fucking obviously, they said fuck it and went full-on menace whilst in jail. Uh, They got into fights. They dumped buckets of shit and piss on the guards. They cuffed a guard to their cell door with stolen handcuffs and set their bedding on fire. Just like all types of, you know, fucking degenerate stuff. General... Yeah, Tom Foolery. Yeah, Tom Foolery, yeah. Uh, They even escaped at one point, but were quickly recaptured. Uh, they eventually were sent to a civilian prison to serve the rest of their sentences because uh, they just didn't want to deal with him anymore. And a prison psychiatrist who examined Ronnie found him to be, quote, educationally subnormal, psychopathic, schizophrenic, and insane. So all around like a really level-headed guy. Um, awesome. So after they were released, their boxing careers were basically f- fucked um, because of their dishonorable discharge um so they're like fucking what are we gonna do besides going full tilt into crime so they purchased a shitty pool hall and mill in where they kicked off their several protection rackets come the 19th 19- they had pool hall money i get from fucking doing crimes baby um, they had a lot more money than I. They, yeah, they could save their money to work to something. I mean, it is the fifties. It is the fifties. Well, oh, Ro- that's Ronnie's, true. That's exactly, yeah, yeah, and Ronnie's, you know, the dumb, violent one. Reginald is the, the other twin. Is is pretty level headed and a good businessman. So I legitimately forget that, like, for a long time, a decent chunk of time there, your work was worth money. That was mm-hmm. valuable. You could live off of it and like buy extra things. Succeed, yeah. Um, so idea. yeah, crazy, right? What an idea. So, um, come the 1950s, the twins begin getting involved in a variety of crimes, hijackings, armed robbery, arson, and all types of shit. And through his life of crime and their reputation for being violent and relentless, they began acquiring various other clubs and properties. In 1960, Ronnie was in prison for 18 months due to his involvement in one of their protection rackets, and there he, quote, convinced, uh, quote, unquote, convinced a man named Peter Rockman to sell him a nightclub called Esmer- Esmeralda's Barn. Their owner convinced me to beat the piss out of him. Yeah, them. basically. Um, yeah. Their ownership of this club was pivotal, pivotal in increasing the craze influence in West End and uh, making them local celebrities. I think that might have been East End that I meant because that's where they're from, but it could be – I maybe I didn't – maybe it is West End, but I know they're from London's East End. Um, so they began running their organization dubbed, quote, The Firm – with an iron fist, it was either show respect to the craze or just get your fucking dick kicked in for, you know, whatever. Um, come the 60s, the craze reputations, 
the craze kind of garnered this reputation as like local Robin Hood s celebrities. Um, it really kicked off in the '60s. At that point, they were basically untouchable. Uh, the the swinging '60s were a time where rebellion uh, were a time of rebellion, and when the youth was questioning the tra- traditional values of the generation before them, and the craze kind of embodied that vibe, and it really ballooned their reputation, um, which in turn, you know, made their businesses boom. Uh, the 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 craze valued their image a lot too. It was one of the things they really actually only cared about uh, was themselves and their image. So they'd often invite journalists to their clubs to take pictures of them hanging out with celebrities and socialites, and they worked very hard to portray this image that they had risen from poverty into wealth. I mean, everyone knew that they were criminals and violent, but no one questioned them obviously because they're like, we don't want to get our fucking ass kicked. So yeah, um, you man, know. you can make a lot more money on being a dickhead. Yeah, than I realize. Yeah, dude, be a fucking being a violent criminal, man. Um, so they really had a tight grip on London at the time. Their only adversaries were a gang in South London called the Richardson Gang. Um, the craze also had prominent politicians in their pocket. Uh, Lord Boothby being the main one. He was introduced to Ronnie through a friend, and the two hit it off. Boothby used. Uh, this guy, Lord Boothby, really liked the fame that he had garnered from being Churchill's uh, uh, parliamentary secretary, and he used that fame to like appear on television talk shows in the 50s and 60s, and basically he kind of became the designated spokesman for the conservative party on issues of the day. Not only, you know, and he was really, he was like the craze. He was someone who liked to be in the limelight, liked to be seen as this, like, very well-connected socialite figurehead. Uh, he was also a masochist uh, who very much enjoyed being dominated by Ronald Cray. So there's oh. that, too. Um, Ronnie would often host parties. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That guy swing both ways. Uh-huh. So uh, Ronnie would often host parties for Boothby in the upper. ass all dude, over town. Slamming ass front, left, and center, dude. Fucking. Um, Ronnie would often host these uh, parties for Boothby and upper class gay men where, quote, rent boys were made available for slapping hams. That sounds um, not great. I see. Not that great. Really if nice. I remember correctly, uh, in the movie, fucking Egby from Kingsman is one of the, is like Ronald Cray's fucking, you know, boyfriend, basically. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Damn. You know, have you not seen Legend? No. What? Are you sure? I feel like we've talked about this. It's got Tom Hardy, and he plays both the Cray twins. No, I ain't. I've not seen a movie where Tom Hardy plays two people. Really? No, no. shit. You haven't seen. I thought. No. I thought you might have seen Legend. It's not a bad movie. It's pretty good. Um, it is. It is interesting. I mean, that's one of the few. Uh, not the first time I ever heard of them, but like, got a look into like their lives, and the movie is pretty accurate to what they actually did. Uh, Tom Hardy's. He's. He, he's done a lot of interesting stuff. He has. He has done a ton of interesting stuff. I like how many movies... He's done two movies about two, or I guess three, of Britain's worst people ever. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is honestly very true. He was fucking Bronson. Yeah. He was the Bronson Christ. was a piece yeah, of garbage. Dude, fucking, <laughs> yeah, he was not great. Um... So, at one point, the Sunday Mirror had tried to run an expose on the homosexual relationship between Ronnie and Boothby. Uh, At the time, being gay was still a criminal offense in the UK, so uh, people who were like, where's my straight pride parade? Fuck you. Like, you're you're, uh, 
loving who you want to love was never a criminal offense anywhere in the world. So get fucked. Yeah. Anyways, uh, it was still a criminal offense in the UK, and Scotland Yard had actually leaked photographs featuring Ronnie and Boothby together uh, to the Sunday Mirror. Though, oh, dang. So when this, dude, cops. Yeah. Yeah, fucking cops. So whenever cops. whenever the Sunday Mirror released this expose, they never named any names directly, never directly mentioned anybody, and they didn't actually print the photos. Uh, this was, But it was still pointed enough that everyone knew who they were talking about, and the twins threatened the journalists involved, obviously, and <coughs> with the help of the Labor Party, Boothby threatened to sue the newspaper. The Sunday Mirror ended up backing down, firing its editor, and printing an apology and paying Boothby forty thousand pounds, which is like a fucking like million dollars. Yeah, it's like a million dollars in today's money. Um, Boothby, damn. Boothby claimed that a lot of the forty thousand was sent to charities, but it wasn't any secret that uh, the craze took a large portion of it. Uh, the craze at this point in time were really untouchable. They ruled London. They had plans to only further expand and those plans to expand came in the form of an alliance with the commission so if you don't know the commission is basically a group made up of all the heads of the major american crime families so like the gambino family all them the the dons of their families they make up the commission and they oversee all of the uh mafia activity in the united states so in 1965, the Mafia had recently come into possession of around $50,000 worth of bearer bonds, which is around, around $475,000 in today's money. So the craze, and they, they got these because someone robbed a bank in Montreal and the American crime family has you know strong ties to the crime, family in crime families in Montreal. At the time, Montreal was like the bank robbing capital, capital of the world. Um, so they get cool. They come into these bearer bonds, um, and the Crays were able to successfully flip these bearer bonds with the help from a man named Leslie, quote, the brain Payne, who was able to fly to Montreal, pick up the stolen bonds, smuggle them back into the UK, and sell them. Uh, this the success of this operation made the Crays the preferred British partners of the American mafia, and they began using the Crays for similar arrangements afterwards. Um, it was in this situation where the craze had a falling out with Leslie Payne. He was kind of like he was a, a businessman, and and from what I gathered, he, you know, he advised them on business ventures, stuff like that. I mean, he was obviously trusted enough to go meet with the American Mafia because they had originally were going to have a meeting between the craze and the commission. But uh, due to the craze criminal activity, they got turned away. They couldn't. They couldn't get into America. So um, they trusted Leslie enough to go do this, which it was very important because this is how they were going to expand into the United States. So he obviously had some kind of pool. Jesus. Yeah, he obviously had some kind of pool with the craze. They ended up having a falling out because Leslie felt that since he was the one that went to Montreal, smuggled the bank the bonds in, and flipped them. He deserved a larger cut than he was getting. They said, fuck fair. you. Yeah, which is honestly very fair. And they said, fuck you, get fucked, and sent him on his way. So huh. um, it seemed like the only way the only way was up from here uh, for the craze. But as we all know, all things got to come to an end. And after their success with the, assisting the American mafia, their decline wasn't far behind. So... 
On March 9th, 1966, Ronnie, who was in the middle of a paranoid schizophrenic episode, walks into the oh. Blind Beggar Pub in Whitechapel, and it's here he shoots George Cornell directly in the head. Um, oh, George Cornell God. was a member of the Craze Rivals, the Richardson Gang, and him and the Craze had a long time been at each other's throats. Uh, and a lot of there's speculation that Ronnie did this because George Cornell had called him a fat poof, which was like a derogatory term for a gay man back in the day, obviously. Um, so, dude, the wire. Have you seen the Sopranos? Uh, no, actually. The Wire reminded me a lot of The Sopranos because there was a scene coming up where I think someone is going to die. Yeah. Because someone said something mean to him in a basketball game. And and there's a scene in The uh, Sopranos where someone died because they made the, a bad joke at a dinner. Really? And I'm like, man, no way gangsters are this fucking soft uh, dude, and fragile that they commit but, open crimes over. But they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's because it, they have this idea that if they don't defend it, that they're yeah, they're, they're weak. Monetary war. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, they're weak, and then they could like lose money or be killed. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's true. I mean, it's kind of self-enforcing. You know, it, it, a lot of it is like you know, if I let this person disrespect me, that means. People are going to see this, and uh, they're going to be like, oh, I can disrespect you a little bit and get away with it. And then they think that's going to snowball into being really disrespected and you know losing their grip on whoever they have a grip on. Uh, I get it. I understand the reasoning behind it. Um, not the best way to go about a business. Uh, just killing anyone who looks no. at you wrong can't do it, but it not is what it is. I mean, most people who are getting into this, in, the you know, committing their life to this kind of crime – are intelligent people but you know the reputation is everything if you don't have a reputation in this business you don't fucking make no money uh you're a nobody nobody gives a shit about you that's just the way it is <laughs> that's um, um so um like i said george cornell was a member of the craze rivals the richardson gang they are somebody who they had been battling for a long time for control of london ultimately the craze had most of the power in london but the richardson gang did have a portion of London under lock and key on their side. Um, so it was just a constant struggle. Uh, the fight scene in the movie between uh, the Richardson gang and the Cray brothers is pretty fucking sick. Um, so you should watch it. But um, that night, uh, that night, Ronnie learns where Georgie Cornell is. And w- along with his driver and his assistant, he drives to the blind beggar pub where, where George is walks in, doesn't say a word, um and i think george cornell says something along the lines of like oh you've got some fucking nerve coming in here and ronnie just shoots him in the head and walks off uh and in front of all these witnesses too after he does it his like assistant five they didn't know this was going to happen they had no idea that he was going to do this so they're like oh fuck yeah his driver and the assistant that he was with they had no idea this was going to happen so they're like oh fuck he just killed somebody in front of all these people so he, uh, I can't remember which one it was. One of them pulls out a gun and fires in the air a bunch and is like, you don't fucking tell anybody you saw anything or we're going to be coming after you. So that is the first murder that is. That should clean things yeah, up. Yeah, that's, that's too easy. Yeah, people listen to you. So on October of 19th, and for a while, actually, they did. Nobody said anything because they were so fucking scared of him. So on October of 1967, 
Uh, things were not going well in the lives of the craze. Uh, Reggie had just lost his wife, Francis, to suicide. Um, it was fucking tumultuous. It was bad. It's not, not having a good time. Um, and he was obviously fucking going through it. So... Uh, it was then he was allegedly convinced slash encouraged by his brother, Ronnie, to kill Jack the Hat McVitie. Um, Jack was a very low-level member of the firm. Uh, he wasn't like, you know, a, a lieutenant. I don't know what their power structure was, but he wasn't like a lieutenant. He, was like, he wasn't uh, a capo. Like or a sergeant. Yeah, maybe not, not even that. Master sergeant. Dude, no. uh, yeah, he was he was just a fucking basically kind of a foot soldier. Um and so he had been ordered to kill Leslie Payne. Um and oh. because basically Leslie, you know, the the Cray brothers were like fuck you, like you piece of shit, we'll kill you and Leslie Payne's like no, I you're not going to because you you can't flip these bonds unless you have my connections. You know you're and and I know too much. Like you're not gonna fucking do it. Um. So, uh, and he's like, any whiff of you coming coming to kill me, I'm just gonna I'll just go to Scotland Yard. What are you gonna do about that? So, uh, I'll Jack, kill you before you go there. Yeah, yeah. Jack McVitie. What are you saying? Yeah, what are you talking <laughs> about, dog? Uh, Jack McVitie was given the task to kill Leslie Payne. He was going to be paid a thousand pounds for doing it, which is around eighteen grand. He was given five hundred of that money up front. So, excuse me. Um, when he didn't follow through with it, Jack was lured into a basement apartment on the pretense of there was a party happening. Um, when he entered, Ronnie began yelling at him uh, and ended up cutting him just below the eye with a piece of glass. And uh, Reggie had actually attempted to shoot him in the head twice, but the gun failed to discharge both times. It was piece then, shit ass. yeah, cheap yeah. piece of garbage, probably so, Taurus. Yeah. It was then. So Jack is being held by their cousin. He's being like wrapped up in like a bear hug, being held by their cousin. Um, and someone hands Reggie a carving knife, and Reggie stabs him in the face and the stomach a bunch of times and like shoves the blade in his neck, twists it. And then like, just kind of like let out all of his frustration on him. Even as Jack was like laying on the ground, Re uh, Reggie continued to like stab him, uh, and just wouldn't stop. Um, this is when resentment began spreading in the firm because yeah, you know, J sorry, Reggie and Ronald killed this guy in front of everybody, and they're like, yeah, he didn't do what he was supposed to. He stiffed you. You know, he took that 500 pounds and never fulfilled his promise, but it wasn't something you should have killed him over. A good fucking yeah. ass-kicking would have done just as fine and make him pay back what he what he got. Yeah. Um, I can't, get, can't squeeze money from dead people. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That also comes up in The Sopranos. Yeah. Um, so, in uh, 1965, Detective Chief Superintendent Leonard Nipper Reed uh, of Scotland Yard was promoted to the murder squad, and his first assignment was taking down the Cray twins. So Nipper soon found out this was not an easy task, as he often hit the infamous East End Wall of Silence, which was basically no one was saying shit because everyone was fucking terrified of the craze. So, yep. 
Throughout previous years, Scotland Yard had been able to collect bits and pieces of evidence on the craze, but the lack of witness and testimonies uh, from others made it unlikely they would be able to get a conviction. But uh, on May 8th, 1968, Scotland Yard takes a gamble and they arrest the craze as well as 15 other members of the firm. And they do this because they're hoping that if they take the craze off the streets, other witnesses will come forward knowing that there's no threat of them being hurt because the craze are behind bars. And uh, the Scotland Yard took great measures to make sure there were no plotting between the members of the firm while they were in custody. Uh, and they, as they're all being held in separate facilities, Scott, uh, Nipper, he secretly interviews each one of them and basically tells them every single one of them, like, Hey, if you testify against the others, uh, you know, I'll get, I'll cut you a sweet deal, which worked because one of the men actually ends up testifying against the craze. See, it's a prisoner's dilemma. Yep. So it always worked. Uh -huh. If everyone just kept their mouth shut, nothing had nothing happened, would have happened. They would have got paid. released. They would have never. They they would have got released within like the next like week, probably. So uh, the twins just flat out denied everything and tried to discredit witnesses by pointing out their criminal past. Um, the trial lasted from January to March, nineteen sixty nine. Excuse me, and it was a media sensation. Everyone wanted to sit in on the craze trial, so much so that a black market emerged for seats, the price of five pounds, around ninety dollars a day, for a seat in the public gallery section of the trial. So, oh my god, yeah, it was the longest murder hearing in the history of British of the British criminal justice. In March of nineteen sixty nine, both twins were sentenced to life in prison with a non parole period of thirty years for the murders of Cornell and McVitie. Even in prison, that didn't stop them from running their business, though. In 1985, officials... Like, yeah. Yeah, officials... Well, what, they don't know anyone in prison? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, officials at uh, Broadmoor Hospital, it was, was a hospital that Ronnie Cray was kept prisoner due to being now certified insane, uh, found a business card in Ronnie's hat that had led to evidence that the twins, who were being kept in separate institutions, along with their, I think, older brother, who was also kept somewhere else... Um, were operating Crayley Enterprises, which was a bodyguard and protection business for Hollywood stars. Uh, Frank Sinatra was actually one of their clients who hired 18 bodyguards from their company in 1985. Um, and the, the prison guards find this, and they do an investigation on it, and they're like, well, they're not doing anything illegal, so we can't shut their business down. So they were just allowed to operate that. As far as they could see, it was a legitimate bodyguard and protection business that they continue to run from behind prison walls. Damn. Uh, yeah. So um, on March 17th, 1995, Ronnie is pronounced dead at the age of 61 in Wexham Park Hospital. He had suffered a heart attack two days prior in the Broadmoor Hospital. Uh, Reggie died from terminal cancer after being released from prison on, quote, compassionate grounds at the age of 66 on October 1st, 2000. And that is the story of the fucking infamous Cray twins who God ruled damn. London in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. I didn't. Dude, London. I didn't know that anybody had this kind of sway in Dude, England yeah. like that. I don't know. I didn't know how it would be, but it'd be. It really it do just, be. They, they just don't machine gun each other like Americans. No, no. Uh, they were they were essentially, you know, they were the mafia in London. That was. And it's know. crazy how often the police arrested people in London too. Right? Yeah. Like they almost never just like have a machine gun shootout with them and kill everybody. You know, such a different time over. A there. very different time, dude. 
Very. I didn't even hear. You didn't mention one stick of dynamite. No No. explosions. No explosions. No gun shooting. I mean, well, uh, there was gun shooting because they shot that guy in the head. A couple. I mean, but you know, that's like one shitty gun. Uh, One guy had a gun that was so shitty it didn't even work. Yeah, it didn't even work twice. Such a non-American story. And they were like, "That was our only gun." Yeah, (laughs) that was our one gun for the firm. Um, There's a scene. This the fight scene I was talking about in uh legend between cornell and the cray brothers uh they get basically get ambushed at this bar they were going to parlay and uh ronnie has his hands in his pockets and he holds them up and it looks like he's got two big ass guns in his pockets and he's like i came here for a fucking proper shootout like in the westerns and he like runs off and is like i'm fucking out of here and leaves uh leaves his brother reggie there in the bar and Georgie Cornell's like, it looks like your brother just ran off. And Reggie's like, ah, nah, he's fine. Don't worry about it. And he's like, I figured we were going to fight, so I'm not going to fight fair. I'm going to use these. And he holds up some brass knuckles. And he's like, before we fight, let's tell a joke. He's like, a paranoid schizophrenic walks into a bar. And Ronald comes back, and that shit in his pocket was two hammers. And he just starts fucking beating the <laughs> piss out of these dudes with these hammers. I was like, this is hard. This is great. That's hilarious. Yeah, you should watch it. It's I'll like check that out. It's that not like fine. it's not like the best movie ever made, but it's a good movie. Tom Hardy, like for playing uh, two completely different characters, like as twins, he does a really good job. He does an incredible. Yeah, I like job. Tom. Yeah, I no, want to check great. it out. He's phenomenal. Um, but yeah, mm. that's a good story. The Cray twins do. They I really fucking... know. If, I've never fucking heard anything about them. Really, I'm surprised. I'm like really surprised. Shit. I figured when I said I was covering the Cray twins, you'd know. You'd be like, oh, you know exactly what I was I talking about. I don't know about. anything about post-war, mid-century London British yeah. <laughs> society. I you don't. Know <laughs> you know what? That is that is understandable. I uh, retract uh, my surprise. The only part of the England that I know about that history is uh, from the book I read about midwives. Uh, that's Fair. it. You know what? That's it. That makes sense. That makes perfect. But sense. that's uh, that is cool though. I just I'm gonna have to check out that movie for sure. I just can't believe. I don't know. They didn't seem very opposed. You know. No. Like, well, they, I I feel like um, I feel like at the time the just the the organized crime uh, syndicate in London or just in Britain was not as you know as well organized as it was in the united states so they really didn't have a lot of opponents like there were petty thieves back then and stuff like that but their only rivals were the richardson gang and they weren't even like they were a big gang but they were not anywhere close to the firm so they kind of got in before it was like you know the getting was good as far as i could tell uh there weren't any other rival you know besides the richardson gang there weren't any other rival fucking people in the 50s and 60s in London. So, you know, they got in with the American Mafia and that fucking solidified them as being the, the shit because, like, if, you know, the Gambino family is going to do business with you, then you're not a fucking nobody, you know? Yeah, yeah. I like that they kind of just punched their way to the top. They really just, That's exactly what they did. That is exactly what they did. swang and bang for yeah. the whole way and, up. And, and, a, a big and thing, everyone's like, all right, fuck. A big thing, too, was, like, their image, like I said, was super important. So they, you know, the craze knew that in their heart, nobody fucking mattered except them. Ronald and Reginald, nobody, get, they didn't give a shit about anybody else. But they put on this image that they were like, you know, we came from nothing. They donated to charity a lot. They, they did a lot of Robin Hood-esque things. So people in their area would rally behind them and support them. 
Um, and that was what, honestly, that and the violence, obviously, is what made them, what let them last as long as they did because no one would snitch on them because they were like, I don't want to get my fucking house bombed. And two, they were like, fuck the cops, fuck you guys. Uh, we're not snitching on our own. It's just not how it is. Um, so. Damn. Mm-hmm. They, uh. That's pretty sick. From, pretty sick. If, if I, you know, I tried to condense it down and I, I didn't go down a rabbit hole on it. If the movie is as true from what I read, from what I read doing this research to watching, having watched that movie, it's pretty spot on about what happens in their lives. Like they were pretty true to the Cray lore. Um, I don't know how like to a T it is, but in the movie, a lot of like the downfall was also because Reggie had to do a stint in prison and Ronald fucking just absolutely ran the clubs that they own into the fucking ground. Uh, yeah. because he was a paranoid schizophrenic and not a businessman and was very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He was uh, paranoid schizophrenic yeah, and they, not yeah. a businessman. Yeah, that, that, that about so covers funny. it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, actually, no, that's all mm. of it. Yep, it's just That's a that. solid explanation, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they were... Uh, they, I'm like, what happened? And they're like, he was schizophrenic. I'm like, yeah, but what happened? Not a businessman. Like, <laughs> not a businessman. Oh. Yeah, that, that'll wrap um, it up for you. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so dude, funny. watch the movie. It's good. Watch it and let's talk about it. I think I don't. I don't remember what it used to be on um, a streaming service. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a happy ending for both stories. Mine because she kicked the French's ass and then uh-huh. got married and lived happily ever after. And yours because uh, the pieces of shit went to jail and died there. They, yeah, that's so. pretty much the only reason. Sick. The only reason. Uh, um, Donald, Donald, fucking, the only reason Reggie got out was because they were like, all right, you're old, I'm going to die soon. We'll let yeah. you out. Um, yeah. The dude who plays Albert Donahue in Legend, which was the guy that flipped on them, he's the one that basically was like, yeah, I'll testify, uh, is the same guy from Peaky Blinders. I didn't know that. That's cool. I haven't seen Legend in a long time. Peaky uh, Blinders is good. Wait, is, does Peaky Blinders have these guys in the story? Wait, when does Peaky Blinders take place? Uh, let me see. This was the 50s and 60s. I actually have no I, idea. I think... Uh, oh, 1990. Yeah, yeah, no, they're... World War Peaky I. Blinders okay, is, a little, okay. is a little... I had no before. idea. I was just... I just realized in that moment, I was like... That the cogs be- were turned in my head, too, because I was like, actually, I don't think they ever mentioned the craze, because they should have. They were like two, you know, fucking two crime yeah. families, but it's like, yeah, Peaky Blinders is way... Way before uh, the fifth. My God, nine years! Oh, but they—it's BBC, so they only do four episodes. There's thirty-six episodes. What Peaky Blinders? Yeah, dude, such a good show. I was like, I was turned off by it because of all the like, I'm a loyal. Hey, everybody! Yeah, all the memes and shit like that. Like the the loyalty. I'm honest. Like whatever. But I I was like, you know what? I'll watch it and give it a chance. And I was like, damn, this is a really good fucking show. Um, it really, honestly, it's like, it, it is Killian Murphy's show. Like it is his show. You, when you watch it, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. You're made for this role. That's cool. Yeah. 10 out of 10 recommend. I mean, once I've done it, the wire, I bet that's what we pick up. Cause Reagan and I are getting into these hour long crime shows. Highly recommend. And it's got a lot of wheeling and dealing and shooting. Is that your recommendation for the week? Yeah. Watch Peaky Blinders or legend. Watch legend. It's good. Uh, you know, you can, how long is legend? It's not like we're Peaky Blinders. You got to watch it fucking forever. Um, legend is, tell me the runtime. I had that pulled up. Stupid asshole. Two hours and 11 minutes. 
So you got two hours and eleven minutes to spare. Watch Legends. A good good movie. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. Uh. What is my recommendation for the week? I hadn't really thought about it. That book you've been reading. I mean, I don't broadly recommend some of the books that I read. I don't think they're That's fair. good for everybody. Did I already recommend the last book that I read? Uh, which reading one? Sweetgrass about yeah, the Native we talked. To, uh, I don't know. Did we talk? I think we might have talked about that on stream. Not not. Yeah. Well, I finished that book. Braiding Sweetgrass is about uh, it's nat- It was nonfiction Native woman telling about like Native creation stories and you know other stories, and then she was a uh, botanist with PhD, and so she related that knowledge to her, like no- actual knowledge of the, like or your scientific knowledge rather of of the same stuff. Yeah, and it was kind of like an appeal for caring about the environment, and you know, a little bit of a history of like these peoples, and it was really good. I nice. I recommend it. Yeah, I think it's a it's a very peaceful, nice book. It's not too challenging it's it's well written it's got some really good stories in it i remember seeing a lot of uh a lot of you know uh talk about it especially working at the indigenous college that i worked yeah it was was a a big yeah it was very 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 popular so i remember hearing people talk about it yeah so fucking braiding sweet grass and legend uh two completely different extremely wildly different things but still check them out We will uh, see you guys next week. Be safe. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. Love you so much. Uh, Bye-bye.